Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we're back again. Hey, William. How are you? I am doing great. Good, good. Is your summer, are you enjoying the summer? Are you, I'm a summer girl, so I I always kind of ask people how they're doing (laughs) in the summer because I love the summer. Summer is great. Uh, It's great for me because I get to be more at home. And as a professor, actually, this is why uh, it's not the only reason why I chose this profession, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a, a big motivator. I, I knew in college that uh, I said, "Let me be a professor so I can have my summers off yeah. and uh, work on what I what I want to work on." Yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> good deal. No, I love summers as well. But anyway, what are we talking yep. about today? What's What's on tap? Well, what's on tap is one of my students asked me about. Building a recording studio. Oh, wow. And yep, uh, one part of my class is for them to create a business plan around a, a project that they're looking to to do, a business they're trying to start. Okay. And she put together a business plan on a studio. Hmm. Very nice. Okay. Right. So, Ah, so you're, are we going to share goodies about building studios? Is that, is that what, or no, you, you, you may have a twist to this. So let me just, <laughs> well, <laughs> the, what, what I want to, uh, want to do is give her some guidance, um, into creating her studio, but also what you can probably provide is, is from an artist standpoint, what would an artist want to have in a recording studio? Mm. What are some some mm-hmm. must-haves? What are some desires? And then, uh, you know, just from that vantage point, so she can actually nice. service her, her customers. Right. Catering to the customer. Always important to do that that client needs assessment. <laughs> what exactly. is the client? What does the client want? All right. Well, cool. This is this is good. And she's trying to is she looking at this being a studio that would be like, um, you know, any type of kind of recording in a kind of standalone or um, home based or what? What? And I don't know if you guys get that deep. <laughs> yeah, you well, I, I try to encourage them to go as, as far as they can go okay. and, and think about it from a, a broader perspective. But. Um, okay. Of course, starting out, I, I tell all of my students to basically uh, just get started yeah. and, and and start small in the beginning yeah. so you can learn what the uh, idiosyncrasies of each business is. Right. And there, there's always going to be some quirks and, and just really fig- ironing out that process. And then you can scale from there. Great. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, this sounds like this is going to be a fun, another fun discussion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'll let you, I don't know if you have a specific first question, but yeah, I have all kinds of thoughts about studios and, um, particularly as a vocalist. Um, right. Right. And so, yeah. 
So shoot away. What are some what's what's some questions? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, for, first off, I think um, one of the key things that anybody trying to do a studio is to uh, look at their equipment and uh, get an assessment of what they have and and make sure that it's what a lot of people are using today. Uh, the standard mm-hmm. the industry standard is Pro Tools. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say the next down from that is logic and then any number of the other ones, uh, I use reason, um, Mm -hmm. but Cubase, some people use, uh, FL studio, um, Ableton, you know, there's a whole bunch of different DAWs, digital audio audio workstations that people use. So make Mm -hmm. sure that you have the correct software and the gear, uh, which is of course, mics and cables and all the fun stuff and, uh, right. a computer, of course, a, a good processing computer. But as a vocalist and as someone who spent a lot of time in a studio, mm-hmm. um, what do you what do you look for uh, when you go into the studio and then into the recording booth? What what do you want to have? Ooh, ah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to preface by saying I am. You know, this is. I am definitely, I'm not that techie girl. I'll say that when it comes to studio, meaning I can't look at a mic and say, oh, is that a such a, such a, such a, I can't do that. I'm just going to be real honest about that. But you do have, you know, obviously you, you probably, you know, you have vocalists out there who are. What I will say about this is this, Um, because I am not techie and because you may be able to throw you know, you may be able to put some letters together and say, this is a VXWS12. And I'd be like, woo, you know, because I don't <laughs> follow the technology. And I do think that there are a lot of singers out there who may not. Um, this is why who you work with in the studio starts becoming a really critical thing. Um, and so I know for me, I, I, there are some things and I'm going to mention some, you know, some basic things I look for physically, but more than anything, who am I working with in that studio? And let me know more of their expertise, because then I can trust, you know, that what they're capable of doing in their experience and their products. Let me hear, <laughs> let me listen to some of the work you've recorded in this studio. Let me see the list of artists and the projects that you served as sound engineer or that you Mm. served as um, producer or a mixing engineer or whatever that, you know, the situation is so that I, because the product yet again is going to, to probably for me as the, as who's, like I said, who's way more in the realm of being the artist in in this scenario, um, that's going to tell me a lot. And if I, if I'm working with someone who's telling me this is, I'm going to be there very first time, using any of this glamorous <laughs> equipment or this whatever, that's going to tell me a whole lot, you know, versus um, me working with someone who, you know, can really literally give me pretty readily um, and let me hear, you know, what they've done, you know, be able to discuss what they've done and then being able to explain the equi- equipment themselves and why they may use it or may not. And I do do that pretty much with every, any session that I've been with, um, and I, I, I personally, because as a vocalist, and I really push the word vocalist, meaning I'm, I'm pretty particular about how these vocals are going to sound in the studio. Um, I really 
my preference is always to have some type of producer who has, um, if not a vocal producer, then someone who has a lot of experience um, with recording vocalists. And I say vocalists, meaning singers, <laughs> meaning people mm-hmm. who actually mm-hmm. really sing, not people who just like to sing and kind of, you know, then we kind of put a lot of gimmicks on their voice to make it do what it do. No, people who actually have singers in there because then they're going to be way more familiar with the type of equipment that's going to be best suited, you know, for that type of, of session. Um, so the person, that's one of the first things, Perfect. honestly, Perfect. is, yeah, yeah. Who, who's in charge of the studio? Great, great uh, perspective information because uh, a lot, I think a lot of people that are trying to create a studio excuse me, they don't, um, they don't think about it from an artist's perspective and they're just thinking, okay, I want to just have a place where people can come in and, and give me money to use my stuff. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. they're not thinking I, I need to make the, the artist feel comfortable. Um, I need to make them feel confident in my abilities and by showing, you know, what you've done and, and what you, what you have and, and, and knowing your gear uh, mm-hmm. And being mm-hmm. confident, um, m- moving through the session smoothly, you know, all, all that type of stuff builds confidence, builds trust. And mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, it really it builds a connection and relationship with with your clients. So absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You, that, it is so for me, you know, for me, I will say this about recording and I've, I have had to record, you know, not as much as people with thousands of albums and stuff but i you know i've been doing it now pretty pretty straight like every year there's some level of you know recording happening since i would say 2012 2010 i did my first project but then i didn't get back in the studio till 2012 and since 2012 every year i've done some type of studio work and um that whole piece of being comfortable oh geez I mean, this is a huge thing because, and, and, you know, it's so huge for, for me, studio sessions, recording sessions wear me out and not just the physical sense, really in the mental, um, because what I always try to remind people. And so if you're starting a studio, please think of these things, um, the client that's sitting in front of you and you're wanting, you know, them to have the best experience when you're doing original material, this is the first time you're really hearing. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. really hearing and executing the song. Yeah, you may have been going through it or writing it. You know, I always prepare before I go in the studio. I don't, I don't, um, very rarely am I in a studio and we're just like, oh, what are we going to do today? And that's just because cost-wise and time-wise, that's just, to me. Well, I, engineers and studio owners love people like that because they make yes. money off of those people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think engineers also, though, love people who are ready. And I will say that's probably one of the biggest things I hear from when I'm working with engineers um, is that you came in here ready. Like we didn't have to spend time with you just trying to figure out what it is, you know, you're trying to even say or do. Um, which I think, you know, becomes a challenge, you know, for everybody. Yo, but I, um, Yeah, I would say the studio owners love people like that. But engineers love people who are ready. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yes, yes, I, I totally agree. But um, since since it does wear me out, you know, then I, I really need to be really, really comfortable and comfortable, meaning, you know, I want to be challenged in the studio, meaning I want, you know, to, to try to execute 
um, as as much of a heartfelt and meaningful performance as possible. Not perfect. I you know perfect will drive you absolutely insane, but definitely meaningful and and mm-hmm. impactful. Um, and to get in that space as a as an artist. I know for me, yeah, the the environment and the person who I'm working with has really got to give, you know, be compassionate and empathetic Uh to that process because um, you're going to get your better performance, like you said, when the artist, whatever that artist needs to get them in that space. Every artist is different with what they need um, to, to get them there. But I think what you said as far as relating to the artist, you know, making sure it's comfortable, making sure things are set up. Um, making sure you can explain the process and, you know, all of those things. Those are my top things. I'll give an example when I, um, the the main, who I mentioned his name a lot of, because he is my main producer, is Kendall Duffy. And the reason why I make him that is because the very first time we recorded together, um, it, it was an intimidating situation because I had never met him before. I had heard you know, he had definitely sent me his credentials and let me listen to stuff he'd done and all of that. And so I was, I definitely had confidence in, um, I wasn't just going to go to some person who didn't know their stuff, but again, I didn't know him, you know, and, um, he, he was, he was always really, really good with follow-up, um, email follow-up, text follow-up, whatever. And, and I say this because if, you know, I was traveling out of town to do this recording. So I was traveling to Nashville from Chicago, which is yet even more intimidating <laughs> because if I get there it is like, oh, Lord, this is a mess. You know, I have, you know, spent money, time, you know, I'm in a city I don't know, all this stuff. And I think he was just very cognizant of all of those things that could happen that right, could impact right. me not having a good session. And so I had to, I didn't have to worry about anything. Like from the moment he was able to say, these are the different hotel accommodations that are near my studio that you can look at. This is, you know, I can, I'll set up an itinerary of how we're going to set things up. I will make sure you are, are picked up from the airport, you know, make sure, you know, come in a day before, let's not do the session until the day after you get in. So you can just have a night to sleep, relax, eat, do whatever. I mean, he set it up. And so by the time, you know, I got there and then the day that the the day that we actually did the recording, I walked in, he had snacks, he had water, he had tea, he had everything was ready to go. It wasn't him like, Oh Lord, I got to put the cord over here. I got to get the mic. I still got to, you know, (laughs) which I Mm -hmm. walked in those sessions too. We're all, we still try to find, you know, the headphones, you know, all these things. And it was just laid out. And um, it really allowed, it immediately set me in the right frame of mind, Mm. immediately. And so it immediately allowed, you know, I hadn't done anything yet, but I already felt confident that this was going to go well because, you know, just the setup was, was right. Yeah, was right. And so then once we started, you know, working together and I started learning kind of his style, he started learning my style, you know, it was. So I just think, you know, when you're if you're building a studio, you've got to think about you've got to think about, yes, what is the art, the um, artist's experience going to be? Obviously, yes, you got to make sure your equipment and your logistical stuff is is sound and that you've researched it and you've practiced on it and you've tested it out and you've done you've got demonstrations that you can show of what you've done in that so that people can hear but you also need to really 
you know, really, really think about what is the experience I want this artist to feel um, so that they will execute their best. Um, right, right. So, yeah. I think all that that you just said was was very key and it's it's perfect for 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 her for, to understand mm-hmm. that that concept mm-hmm. and but just anybody out there really trying to build a studio um and and have a place for people to come record it it's really important to have a nice space um mm-hmm. but also to make the artist feel comfortable um e- even uh, on up into entering that space uh you right. know making everything as easy as possible booking time being in communication um right. You know, I I remember some of my my, uh, early experiences. I've had great experiences. I've had bad experiences. Yeah. But uh, the the ones that stick out and the ones you remember are the really nice uh, places. A friend of mine, he has a a spot here in the area. Uh, I'll give him a quick shout out. Uh, Nico (laughs) um, here in the the D.C., Maryland, uh, Virginia area. He's actually in Virginia. But uh, Sweet Spot Studio. I I did uh, several recordings out of there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a very nice ambiance. I mean, yeah, it just yeah. look you, you're overlooking some trees. You know, yeah, it's, it's the it's yeah. the whole vibe. You know what I mean? It's the vibe, and that's really important. I mean, I I think I've been really spoiled. I'm gonna say that I I may just be a studio diva or a spoiled brat, a studio spoiled brat, <laughs> <laughs> because the producers that I've worked with, the you know, the two main ones that I've done most of my recordings with were um, with Kendall. Duffy and then with Kari Cabral Simmons who's in Atlanta and his studio is um they call it I think they call it the eight I always mess it up but I think it's 800 East Studios and that's what they I think that's the address and that's what the name of the studios and both of them Kari was the same way like just really you know Kari has a a, he has a, a partner um Daz uh, Daz IQ, um, who they worked together. And, you know, when I, uh, it was a similar situation. I didn't, hadn't, I had met Kari, but I hadn't, you know, worked with him before, you know, doing this major work we were doing together. And the same thing, just really, you know, contacting me, following up, making sure I'm comfortable, making sure I feel good, making sure I had heard, you know, you know, the music and the the vibe. They even go as far, and, and Kendall does this too, before we even, before we even begin, let's talk about what is it that this song, what are we wanting? You know, what is it that we're wanting from this song? What is it that we're hearing? What is it, you know, sing it for me right now, just in front of my face so I can just feel the vibe of where you're going. And it wasn't so much so they can judge the song as much as so that they can make sure what they need to do, you know, as as producers and as, you know, and the engineer who's sitting there tracking so that everybody kind of mm-hmm. has an idea where we're going today. And what, right. you know, what this experience is, is, you know, what's our goal with, with all of this. And they were just, and so I, so I said, they really spoiled me because they, they always <laughs> do that. They always, I haven't had a session with either of them. And so it, it, it's not like we've gotten comfortable and it's just like, oh, okay, just get in there. You know, <laughs> we don't have a snack right, today. Right, we don't, right. you know, I'm sorry. The headphones might not, you know, whatever. They, every single time, like I was a new client every single time. This Beautiful, is, you know, beautiful. they, they treated me yeah. like that. So I really am spoiled because I feel like if you don't have all that, I will work with you. I want to do exactly. it. I want to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'll, um, I'm, let me give a couple of concepts, just some base concepts for, for people yeah. out there listening, trying to put their stuff together. Um, yeah. the, uh, I actually have in my book, I actually talk about how to, how to build a studio, 
but I also created a separate ebook uh, that actually I give away for free. Um, and it's, uh, if, if you go to, to, um, to buy my site, you'll get, uh, you'll get that ebook as, as a, uh, gift for pretty much signing up for, for the, uh, alerts for the website, but mm-hmm. just some overall concepts in there are, yes, get your equipment together. Um, that includes, you know, the microphones, everything else, your soundproofing, all that stuff. Uh, but also, um, knowing your area is very key. Uh, yeah. and that's two, two things to, that are key for that are pricing. What are people mm-hmm. charging in your area, but also the safety concerns <laughs> in mm. your area. Yeah. Um, yeah. you never advertise the address of your studio just nope. as a, as a base thing, because well, that's, I just did. Okay. But uh, yes, no, <laughs> well, like, no, I you, well, you told them where they were, but you didn't give the address. You, you can okay. say, you know, it's in Chicago uh, or whatever, but, yeah. uh, yeah. You know, you only want people, clients who have actually booked time to know exactly where they're going. Other than yeah. that, you just don't put that on in public knowledge. Uh, can you explain, be- can just really quickly why? Because, because, because I, you have I, that's, thousands of dollars yeah, of equipment. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if, especially if you have uh, a Neumann U87 microphone, which is between three and $5,000 on its own, you, you don't want that like disappearing. So, um, you, you make sure that you, you, you just keep your, your address, you know, you can put the town that you're in and the zip code, that's fine, but you just don't put your address out there, uh, and just, just let those who need to know, um, know exactly where, where they're going. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I just really I don't want to interrupt you, but that's it's funny because a lot of I've had a lot of vocalists say to me, you know, they they'll from the outside and a lot of times the outside, if it's an independent kind of studio that's not, you know, home based or, you know, but it's just like independently owned. So the outside may look janky, like just scary, like where the heck am I? Right. Why am I coming to this place? And that's another kind of part of that disguise um, of not trying to attract a whole bunch of people to it. Um, and and because you may even, some of the clients also, the, some of the artists that come and do recordings there, there's also a, a way to kind of disguise. You may have Mary J. Blige up in there, but the outside may exactly. not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's And so it can, and I'll tell people, you know, all right, on the outside, when you get there, I know it's going to look like what, but I promise you that's, that's just to, it's a front, you know, I mean, if you, if you have, you know, high paying clients that are actually in your high profile clients that are coming through, you want to make sure that, you know, they, they have anonymity and you know, they're safe and all of that. So, uh, I totally understand that. Yeah, that's, I get it. I get it. So, yep. And not, and I, like I said, I have this, uh, this information on my site, but what I want to just briefly give is a, a quick thought process way of, of figuring out how to build your business. And, uh, what you want to do is see what people are charging in your area. And let's just roughly say it's $50, uh, an hour for a session. Um, what you try to try to do is build out how many, hours a day do I have available to, uh, to run my studio and can I get help? Can I get an engineer to help me out with my studio? So let's say in general, you get 10 hours a day. So if you have 10 hours a day, uh, running your studio, um, and you go on seven days a week, 
that's seventy dollars a week. And you know, you mm-hmm. you you map that out to thirty days a month, and now you got you know two thousand one hundred dollars a month. And so n- now you you build your business from that. You start start out with your numbers. I would say, uh, right. yes, start out with your equipment, see what you have, but also uh, start out with your numbers so you know how to budget and how to plan. Right. So. Right. You know, you, you want to um, expand, you, you want to look at, so you just have one spot to record in. So you start growing and you start getting some, some, uh, some revenue, some profit, you put the money away, then you eventually get a facility. And then now you can have two rooms. And so mm-hmm. if you, or three rooms, so let's say you have three rooms pulling, you know, uh, 2,000, 2,100 a month, you know, that's, that's okay. 6,300 uh, a month that you can potentially make as profit. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so you, you just plan out from there. What, what are your, how's it going to, much is going to cost to rent that space. And then, right. you know, right. so you, you put your expenses down and, you know, subtract from your profit, potential profit. And then also you start thinking about ancillary business side things that you can do. You can have a rehearsal studio uh, mm-hmm. charged differently for that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, you can host events at your place if it's really nice and swanky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's really how, how you build it out. You start, I would always start with the numbers. That's really where, where I, I learned how to really grow a business. It's, uh, to start with your numbers and then work your way backwards. What are your expenses? You know, how, and then also figure out how you can augment your numbers. You know what I'm saying? How you can make your numbers bigger. So that's that's right. pretty much the thought right. process. Well, what are your thoughts? And I, I think that's that that's excellent. And I, I wonder, you know, I am not as much, I guess, in the whole studio technology world other than getting in there and making sure I have good <laughs> songs. But what are your thoughts about it does feel like so much more is home based. And do you think that that is that's totally fine and good or do we need? to be, you know, have some caution. I know probably the people who are listening to us who, you know, since I definitely, you know, Creating Crimson really targets the more independent um, musician. Um, do you do you have any thoughts about is home base totally fine and go for it or you should really be looking at a more independent um, brick and mortar facility somewhere? I think it's safer to have a brick and mortar, but you can start anything. I mean, you can do, do it at any mm-hmm. time. You can okay. build whatever you, whatever type of studio you want. And it's really, uh, if it's home base, it's probably just going to be a side thing that you do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like people who do hair or something like that out of their home. It's a just mm-hmm. a side thing that they do to make extra income. Uh, but if you're really approaching it like a business, uh, you, you need an extra facility or you need um, pretty much the whole basement floor of your house. <laughs> I mean, I got gotcha. you. You need, you need right. to, to create a space uh, for that business. Cause that that's the type right. of business that needs a space, larger space. Now I did run a studio. I had a studio um, in North Carolina. Uh, it was a whole separate building. I, uh, I, I actually bought mm-hmm. the building just to have a separate building for the studio. And, okay. um, you know, it, it was, I had the, the, soundproof glass. I had the whole thing, you know, I was, I was trying to build it out. And, um, but it just, 
the, the, the time and the, and the client base down there wasn't enough to, to sustain it. Well, so. that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think we really, um, what's really important to think about, you know, if this is a, if this is a goal of yours to build out a recording studio, to really be thinking, um, because those numbers are going to speak loud. Yes, <laughs> when they you are. do sit down <laughs> and you start, you know, doing those numbers, they're going to speak loud. So I do think it's really important to really kind of make sure, you know, think about, am I just, am I just trying to record some things that I have dreams and passions about? And maybe I'll have, you know, a couple people here or there, maybe use some of my stuff. Um, that may dictate more of maybe the home base, because if it's just right. going to be you that you're trying to do or your, you know, partner or whatever. But if you're like, no, it's not even really me that wants to record. I just want to be able to, to have a variety of artists. And like you said, you know, be able to have people come through here and have events. And, you know, I just I really just want to be the role of that engineer or that owner who offers engineers a space to do that, then I think, yes, it becomes pretty clear we need to have this as a separate thing, you know, uh, or at least, like you said, a, a very, a fairly large home that allows a very separate space, um, you know, for this. And, and I so, think, um, I think there's a, a good analogy here that just popped that, that popped in my head earlier about the, uh, doing hair. If like, if you're a barber cutting hair or, you know, somebody else who's, uh, doing, doing people's hair, uh, you have your own clients and they're, right. they're in your house. And so um, right. if you get a salon, then you're bringing together several people who have their own clients. And that's why you have a salon. It's like a, a place where all right. those people can go to. So it's a similar thing with right. the studio. Uh, you have engineers who already have clients pretty much. And they, those engineers are bringing people to a, a larger facility that has more uh, resources you know, just, uh, just a better setup. And that's sort of the whole point of having a studio. So, uh, start from there. Do do you have clients already? Um, (laughs) if not, then, then just build your client or do you know people who have clients? Then, uh, if you know a group of people that that could benefit from a, a larger space, then, then yes, you, you be that person to fill the void and get a space for resources and bring them all together. But right. th- think about it from that. Uh, what problem are you so- solving? Are you, you know, pro- yeah, providing a service? Yeah, I think that service? was what I was, I was exactly getting to. What problem are you so- um, solving or what service, what, you know, what are you, what's, what's the goal and the purpose and who, who is the purpose or who is that? Um, you know, and, and you made a really good point also is really looking at the, at where you are. When you mentioned North Carolina or I, you know, at that time, you know, demographically, it just seemed like maybe the demand wasn't right, right. as strong. Um, I think that's really, really important, you know, to be, you know, looking at that because, um, you know, there's certain cities, certain demographics that it dictates a whole heck of a lot <laughs> of yeah. what your business, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, you may say, oh, well, I'm just, I'm going to go down to Nashville because Nashville is the music city and everybody, and that's, I'm going to have a lot of clients, but uh-oh, remember, 
Yes, it is a very popular city with a <laughs> lot of studios and a lot of sound engineers and a lot of people, you know, that you are now going to be competing Yep, well-established. Um, and Yes, well, well-established, beyond. And so, you know, it's kind of this tricky kind of thing. You know, you don't want to go where you're, you don't want to go where, yes, you are just, you know, lost amongst the sea of, of other studios. At the same time, you don't want to go somewhere where, you know, it's nobody because nobody is trying <laughs> to right, record. Right. Um, you know, so it, 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 you know, there are some cities and I was going to say, you know, you, there are certain cities that kind of have become these really popular cities for recording, um, which means artists are coming there and musicians are coming there to record, which is a good thing and might sound good. Um, but, Really pay attention to that. Look at your competition. Look at what is around you. You know, how accessible are you? Um, do you do you maybe have this great grand space and your rent is really great, but like nobody's going to come all the way out there. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, very few people are going to be able to travel all the way out there um, to see you. Or maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want a more mm-hmm. remote. So there's just a lot of just be real. Um, think about. Think about obviously what your dreams are, but think about the client and think about the competition and what um, what's going to drive people um, to you outside of maybe, you know, the the clients you already have. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you can make most things work. Uh, a lot of it also is marketing, too. Uh, it's yep. just how, yep. t- telling your story. Thing. You know, what what is it that you're you're trying to uh, bring across with your studio, you know, what concept is this a Zen like studio or is this uh, a studio out in a farm, uh, in the, right. in the middle of nowhere. And that's the whole point. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. It, right. It's, right it, it, you just, right. What, whatever angle you got, I mean, use, use whatever, do, you know, like the, in the whole business thing, do your SWOT analysis, uh, you know, str- yeah. strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, figure out what it is that's, that's your, right. the identity of your business and uh, and make that happen, and you know, to also decide: sh- should I run a space or should I buy a space? It actually may right. be more advantageous to buy a space because if you can get uh, a place that you need to fix up anyway, because you're going to be putting mm-hmm. equipment and stuff in there, you're going to appreciate the value of that property, and then you'll have some, you know, some some room, some headroom on the uh, the appreciation of your property that you can borrow money against. So. Uh, to, to buy right. equipment and all that stuff. So there, there's a lot of um, things to think about in, in terms of what what's your your angle, what's your identity, and, and what's your your uh, your advantage is going to be. Mm. Great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. Yep. Great stuff. Yeah. So I that's totally uh, like I said. There's a I have a whole booklet on this on on what are some of the key things you need to think about, and also it's in. Part of that is in the book as well. So uh, you can check out. This. I, I do want to I want to add one thing before we kind of close out, because there's one other thing that I think I, I, I really, really, really like <laughs> in a studio. And it's becoming less, I think, popular because we've got a lot more um, things. Um, I love a vocal booth. Now, that may sound well, doesn't every studio have a vocal? No, every studio. A lot of people, you know, because yep. it takes a vocal booth is not going to make sense if it's not a real booth, you know I mean? Yeah. If it's just, so there's got to be, you know, some engineering in that or some understanding, you know, of what that 
space needs to look like. But again, I am that spoiled person. I, the vocal booth also allows me to, for me, it gives me shelter. It gives me, (laughs) it gives me the ability. It's not just the sound, which is, you know, a huge part of it, but it gives me the ability to, um, to focus in a different kind of way. Um, I think singers, you know, when you go into studios to record, um, and you are trying to do a project that really highlights and you, you consider yourself a true, you know, vocalist. And I, this is for those who really consider themselves singers who, you know, love the craft of singing and a voice. Um, you know, look for a, I, I would go with a place with a booth and a place where somebody, cause your engineer is, you know, they're focusing on the track and making sure, you know, things are getting laid down appropriately. And, right. you know, they all occasionally cue you, you know, maybe if you were a little pitchy somewhere or, but they're, they're not really there. If, if their focus is just sound engineer, they're not really there to tell you that performance was, they, they may say, oh yeah, that was good performance. You know, great. You know, or no, nah, let's do it one more time. But that, again, they're focused on making sure this track gets recorded with the best level of recording. Yep. A producer, this is where the producer becomes, this is why I, you know, yeah, I'm old school with this. You need to find somebody who's actually listening to you yep. <laughs> and who's paying attention to what you're doing. Okay. And not that they're judging you and telling you, you know, not to give you all these accolades or to tear you down, but to really listen to, are we getting the best performance that we can out of this, not going for perfect because that's not the goal. The goal is performance and meaningful and impactful. And, and I think a booth, what the booth does for me, it allows me to get in my own space so that I can give that. Um, and it separates me from the technicality of what studios are um, because there's a lot of technical stuff going on when you're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of repetition and a lot of, you know, waiting you know, got to wait and listen and, oh, wait, we can't, we got to fix this. You know, there's a lot of that that happens. So the booth kind of, for me, gives me just that me space. Mm-hmm. And so um, it is a big, it is a, it is a thing that, it, you know, it's not to say that I won't record in a place that doesn't have it, but I know that what that experience is going to look like is going to feel different than the experience, yeah. you know, that I have with the booth. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you made a yeah. distinction between the engineer and the producer uh, yeah, and some some producers are engineers. You know, they they know how to exactly. en- engineer a session. But um, right, and I think it's key when when you're trying to find um, a, a studio, make sure the engineer, um, is, you know, just is a good engineer. They're organized. They're business, you know, oriented. They know how mm-hmm. to find the gear, whatever they, what they need to find. But the producer mm-hmm. is someone that you bring with you. That's uh, yeah. that's someone that yeah. you know that knows you, and and that you're comfortable yeah. with, um, and and you've are who who knows how to get the best vocal perf- or or instrument whatever type of performance right from you, right right exactly exactly which is you know it just goes back to kind of what I said before then uh, you know before I step in a studio I need to know who I'm working with yep. and and you know the engineer I don't do a whole long thing before time with the engineer but I do want to have an idea who the engineer is and I do very quickly try to get a good feel of that engineer's personality um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I walk in and you know how receptive they're going to be um, you know to to me and to us and this experience. So, you know, that's the, that's the, the psychological part of me that comes out, but. Yep. 
Yeah, well, this is good. This was good information yet again. Yet again. Wow. <laughs> yet again. Yeah, really good stuff. We're we're uh, we're building this library here of of great information <laughs> for for you all to go back and listen to, and uh, and absolutely, and actually me me to go back and listen to too, <laughs> so I can remember. I know I do <laughs> a lot of times. I do, yeah. And it's a good point, just because if you're tuning in for the first time on this, which is episode nine, I believe episode nine. Um, episode nine um just know that there are eight more episodes that you can go and binge listen to binge listening meaning you just like you know when you get caught up on reality television and you keep watching the next episode and the next episode or you get caught Mm -hmm. up on a show on netflix or whatever you just keep going next episode next we have that um and so (laughs) you know definitely check (laughs) check that out because you know you'll have a, a nice few hours at this point of of good information. So this was this was another another goodie to add to the collection. Yes, yes. Information filled. Yeah. <laughs> information filled. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Well, we are gonna sign off and see you all next week. Yes, we will see you next week and give us your feedback and and make sure, yes, make sure you are, you know, every every Monday awaiting this. And you can you can get all this stuff delivered to your email if you subscribe um, to creatingcrimson.com. Or makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com. Yeah. All right. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.